Good morning. Welcome to our service today. Would you pray with me? Loving Father, as we discuss your word and unpack some of your story, we just ask that you would speak to us and that you would allow us to know something of your desire for us. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. This morning we continue our sermon series about the Holy Spirit and today we're looking at uh, the Holy Spirit including us, how God longs for us to be part of the work that God is doing. And so I'd like to read from John chapter 15 from verse 1 through to verse 17 and then again verse 26 and 27. Jesus is speaking and he says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, he can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I am no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command love each other and then verse 26 and 27 when the counselor comes whom i will send to you from the father the spirit of truth who goes out from the father he will testify about me and you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning thanks be to god for his word what a beautiful image that jesus gives us he gives us the image of this vine. He says that he is the vine and the father is the gardener. And it's such an incredible image because if you've ever had a vine or if you've ever watched a vine or been around a vine, there's a few things about a vine that we know. The first thing is that a vine is alive. A vine is a living a breathing organism it it moves it 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 bears fruit it grows it climbs things and we have a granadilla vine at home and uh, my parrot buddy absolutely loves it but it, it it bears the most amazing granadillas and it climbs up into the tree and sometimes it will 
climb over the gates and it, it just it moves it's alive and that's what, what the image that Jesus gives he, he says that that he he says that he and the people that remain in him are this vine this interconnected living organism that has a purpose and the purpose is to bear fruit and that's what Jesus says is he says that he is the vine what a beautiful image Sometimes we forget that God is alive. I'm not saying we forget that God exists. I'm saying sometimes we forget that God is alive. And to be alive means to move. It means to be active. It means uh, to, to change. And Not that God changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but God's work is always active and interactive. It's a living vine. And Jesus gives us this invitation where he says, will you be part of this living vine? Will you be part of me so that together we can bear fruit and we can grow and we can change? Will you be part of this movement? C.S. Lewis uh, says this. He says, one of the most important things about Christianity is that in Christianity, God is not a static thing, not even a person, but a dynamic pulsating activity a life almost a kind of drama almost if we will not think me irreverent a kind of dance the pattern of this three personal life in other words father son and holy spirit is the great fountain of energy and beauty spurting up at the very center of reality In other words, the way C.S. Lewis describes it in that is uh, one of my favorite ways of describing uh, the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son, the Trinity, is this idea that the Trinity, that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is this dance of love, that each one is an individual, but they're so closely interconnected that they're actually one. And they dance in this choreography of love where each one is supporting the other and and honoring the other and uplifting the other while at the same time they're one and they're inviting others to be part of it so they invite me and you to be part of this dance of love and the idea behind that is that in this dance of love there's creativity and there's joy and there's freedom and there's love and there's goodness and there's invitation for others to be part of this dance of love it is a living moving organism called the kingdom of God <laughs> do you see in scripture how Jesus the father and the spirit all honor each other and they all uplift each other they all point to each other it's quite incredible when Jesus is speaking in this passage he says that that remain in me the way that I remain in the father and so he takes people and he points them to the father and then Jesus says and look at the spirit wait for the spirit of truth 
In other words, Jesus is saying, like, just gaze on them, look at them, remain in them. And then he, the Holy Spirit comes, and the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus and points us to God the Father. And the Father sends his Son and sends the Spirit so that we can be included in it. You see, the Spirit's job or the Spirit's role is that his Spirit, God's Spirit, will interact with our Spirit so that we can become one with God. We can be part of this vine, this living, moving organism. We can be part of this dance of love where out of it flows creativity and honoring and glory and goodness. And Jesus says if we want to be part of this, what we have to do is we have to remain in him. And that word remain is quite glorious. It, it, it literally means to embrace to hold on to jesus says just hold on to me even when you feel like you are not worthy hold on to me even when life is difficult hold on to me the way that i have held on to my father there's something else that this passage says to us says that when we're not part of this vine, this living, moving organism of love, when we're not part of it, we will wither and die. I see Jesus as using that as a threat but more of a warning. More of a warning in saying that when we don't hold on to him, when we don't remain in him, when we don't cling to him, when we're not part of this movement of honoring God and allowing God to include us, when we're not part of this dance of love with God, when we're not involved in this dance of love, that Jesus says, when that happens, you're going to find that you will wither. You see, Jesus, God, is love. And the fruit is joy. And without those, our souls will start to die. Parts of us will start to wither. And life will feel like it's less worth living. And Jesus gives us the promise. He says, when you remain in me, like when you cling to me, when you hold on to me the way that I've held on to the Father, the joy that I have will actually be your joy and it will be complete. And he says that when you remain in me, your love for others will be sufficient says in John 10 he says that uh, in me there is life and life in all of its fullness 
See, we're invited to participate with God, not so that God can use us as slaves, but so that we can be part of this movement of love. Not so that God can use us to God's purpose at our expense, but so that we, for our own nourishment and our own goodness, can be part of this movement of love and joy and goodness and kindness. And the amazing thing is that when we're part of that and we cling to it, it's easy to let go but when we cling to it we ourselves benefit when we choose to let go of that when we say God I'm tired of dancing with you we ourselves will be the ones that will wither we suffer Nobody else. The vine continues. That movement of love will carry on. The dance of love will carry on. uh, But we ourselves will wither. And Jesus says he doesn't want that for us. So how do we participate? How do we join this vine? How do we become part of this dance of love? It's so simple because Jesus made it simple for us is that we accept the invitation to be part of the dance of love and then we cling to the one we love and that loves us. I love what the Pharaohs say in the dance of the Trinity. It says this, In brief, it means to enjoy and delight in in others, in each other. (laughs) To glorify something simply means to truly delight in it. To truly delight in it. May we truly delight in God as we cling to him. And are part of this movement of love. I'd like to read something that Larry Crabb wrote. And he wrote it as almost God as speaking to us about creation. And this is what he says. So if God is speaking, he says this. Did you ever stop to ask why I made everything? Why my spirit, my son and I created the stars, moon and planets? And why we made paradise on earth? The three of us were making preparations to throw a party, to invite others to a dance, to the dance we've been enjoying since before the beginning of time. But there were no others to invite. So at a family council, we decided to create people, human beings just like us, whom we could enjoy as they enjoyed us and all the beauty we had made. That's why we created Adam and Eve with desires that only we could satisfy. Plans for the party were underway, but the story got off track. We knew, of course, that it would. Adam and Eve foolishly decided they could be happier looking out for themselves rather than trusting us. They did exactly what you would have done had you been there. They chose to throw their own party without us. That's as foolish as trying to breathe in a room without air 
but trying to sing when you have no vocal cords. It cannot be done. There is no party without us. Only the prison of loneliness. If you are in the prison of loneliness, please hear that God is inviting us to a dance of love. All we have to do is accept the invitation. Amen.